When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, guten tag, and welcome to the Manchester United Redcast. Welcome, loyal viewer, to another week of football and another things of all things that are Old Trafford. My name is Chris Curley. Eddie Nesta isn't with you this week. Um, there are rumours he's auditioning in Cardiff as the next Doctor Who. I can neither confirm nor deny them, but I, for one, think he'd do a good job. Don't you agree Robert Meekin is up in Manchester? I tell you what, having seen his cameo in the Paddington movie, I'm surprised he hasn't been approached sooner. Seriously, he'd be a great Doctor Who, and that would make you his assistant, perhaps. I think I, I, I think he's got he's got all the attributes. Yeah, he's he's fought many alien life forms in his time. I've not, I've not, I'm just making this up as I go along, ladies and gentlemen, but um, we're talking about time travel with Doctor Who. Let's time travel back to last week and uh, the derby, the nil-nil uh, result with Manchester City. Robert, what were your thoughts on that performance? Oh, I'd, I'd say it's pretty admirable in the way it was real backs-to-the-wall stuff. It was a great uh, defensive performance. I mean, we rode our, our luck at times, of course, against, you know, a strong city side but I think it was a, it was a classic Mourinho setup where we thought well you know they're going to have to you know I was refusing to be beaten here and they um, they stuck it out and even though uh, Mr Fellaini made it interesting for us in those last few minutes I, I was I was relieved to get away with the draw in the end I know we had our chances ourselves to nick a goal but we also, let's be honest, they were really, we're, really were pounding us at times. We'll come on to that hair bandit, Fellaini, in a yeah. moment. Um, but we, I was kind of disappointed that we decided to be so defensive on the night. We yeah. didn't really create anything. Now, yes, there were probably mitigating circumstances in terms of the injury. But I was, re- I was a little bit frustrated that we weren't more aggressive in the ta- in the attacking third. And Mkhitaryan Mkhitar- was looking particularly bewildered. I thought, which yeah. was disappointing. Um, and we didn't really create anything, and we really kind of needed to. And it made it a really nervous night. It did. I mean, you say you're quite right, obviously, the final third. We just didn't have that link play from a fair, from fairly deep-lying midfielders to Marcus Rashford. There was this huge gap in the middle. And so and against a team of City's quality with company as well, back in defence there, you weren't going to get much joy because you couldn't expect Rashford to do it all on his own. No, we not really at all. Did miss that, we missed that guy, didn't we? That, we missed a, a number 10, essentially. Well, we missed who, Pogba. Who the, oh, hugely, yeah. I mean, we did. I think everyone has criticised Pogba, but what's come apparent with these couple of games that he's been out, and remember, it's the first time he's been out without Zlatan in the team, is that we've mm. missed that presence. We've missed that um, point whereby you pass the ball and he keeps it. Because there yeah. were times last Thursday night where we couldn't string three passes together. No. 
And I did also think, I mean, I felt ripped for Martial as well, who, again, at the start of the game, I thought, crikey, yeah, Martial and Rashford have the beating of that City defence. That was what was thought early on. But as the game went on, he got pushed further and further back. And say so Rashford became... Uh, more isolated. Um, well, it was like the old Martial of this season, and we thought he'd had a breakthrough against Burnley playing up front. Yeah. So therefore, I was kind of surprised he didn't start with him as centre-forward and Rashford wide, just to mix it up a little bit and give City something to think about, because their full-backs can't run. They can't go up and down for 90 no. minutes. Pep admitted that after the game. Yeah, it's it's and actually at the start he seemed to almost he tried to sort of deceive people. They had almost had Mkhitaryan at first playing as sort of the out and out striker for the first few minutes. Then Rashford moved into that position, and you say with with Martial, you still wonder whether really he's been forced out to that left hand side. And I think he can be great cutting in sometimes, but whether he still really you know, believes that he, he just wants to be an out and out number nine, he does he does. Looked very natural in that position. Obviously, played very well against Burnley. No, he absolutely did, and I think he had that physical aggression. I mean, we've seen over the years with company yeah. back at, at centre half that you know Wayne Rooney's been paying rent by the end of the game because he's living in company's pocket because physically yeah. he's just yeah. dominated him, uh, yeah. or he's dominated yeah. any centre forward. Having said that, I should quantify that Rooney scored loads of goals in derbies, but in the past couple yeah. of years, particularly, you know, he's kind of yeah. had that physical presence that that's dominated Rooney and, and not given us yeah. that point of attack. Yeah, and, and, and Rashford as well. Both Martial and Rashford, for all their, their wonderful speed, they're both strong players as well. They can physically handle themselves, which is, which is very reassuring. They don't, get, they don't get knocked down easily. Well, let's talk about the big... Apart from fa- when it's penalties against Swansea, we'll talk about that. After. Well, we're going to come on to that. <laughs> we'll come on to what people have been saying about whether Rashford did his best Tom yeah. Daly impression or not. But... Yeah. I think that um, let's talk about that hair bandit Fellaini for a moment. Who really left us in the right old proverbial with ten minutes to go, didn't he? He really did. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm not his greatest fan. I acknowledge he's ob- he's obviously. I am warming to him. Fo- I am warming I, to I know, him. Well, I yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's not a bad. He's a Belgian international. I think he's been moved around the park by Manchester United. He's come into the Manchester United world a, a very difficult time. Let's face it. In the last few years, he does get a, a lot of flack. It was just another, you know, he just fell completely for the Argentinian's trick. Getting embroiled like that just seconds after having had his uh, first yellow card. I do want, I, I have to say, I, I, I acknowledge that uh, Fellaini is, 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 say, a top-end player. He's an international player. I've ne- I just do not think he is a good enough for Manchester United going forward for what we want from his fielder. He's a perfectly decent player. But for a, for a team, I would argue, that is in the top six of the Premiership, i.e. where Manchester United are presently. I think for us to want to move on and to be, rejoin the elite that we haven't been part of for the last three or four years, I don't think it includes players like Fellaini. It's not, I say, I think he's terrible. I just think we do need to, to move on. No, I mean, only for fun do you include Fellaini. I mean, these last four years will be known as the Fellaini years and, uh, you know, as a per- perfect <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. example of where the club was at this stage of transition post-Ferguson. Yeah. It's summed up in a hairy Afro-Belgian who's six yeah. foot five and prone <laughs> to throwing his 
elbows around. I mean, I've like, you know, moaned about him on here and I've kind of started to warm to him and I am warming to him in the same way that you get to a certain age and you warm to an electric blanket in your bed. You think, you know what? Oh, I could really do an electric blanket. Oh, no, I'm too young to have an electric blanket. I don't want an electric blanket. <laughs> then you try the electric blanket. You go, oh, actually, this electric blanket's quite nice. Oh, it's quite useful. It's quite practical when it's cold. Let's not admit how old I am that I'm liking an electric blanket, but let's try out the electric blanket every now and again and it's quite useful. And that's Marouane Fellaini. Except what you don't want yeah. is an electric blanket in May and June when it's warm and hot and it's useless. And that's what he proved to be last Thursday, if you're following this electric blanket metaphor. Uh, he was just blatantly thick last week, wasn't he? Yeah. Just stupid. I mean, it was beyond, yeah. it was just stupid more than anything else. And also, I mean, let's be honest, we, we've, we've had a few fiery characters in our time. I mean, we would forgive Roy Keane for such incidents. You'd forgive Paul Ince for such incidents. But I'm afraid it's Fellaini, you know, who's, who's hardly been in, in, integral to Manchester United's success of late. Uh, you, you think, are you really worth the trouble? You know, I think it's his hair. Do that and... I, I think his hair, when he's running around, he gets so hot and so sweaty, he has a brain fade. I'm pretty sure if he had a number two cut, right, yeah. in a barber's in Moss Side, he wouldn't do what he does to be so stupid. I mean, he cost us, though, the Everton game, uh, and then he yeah. nearly cost us again with another two points. Now, we're costing ourselves loads of points. We shouldn't really be fighting for four. No. We should talk well, about I... challenging Chelsea. That's going to be the you know end report of the yeah. season, no matter what, what happens in the next month Absolutely. or so. Um, but Fellaini, you know, proved himself a liability again, and, and we were lucky to get away with it. Well, yeah, we certainly were, because they already had us by the throat for much of that second half anyway. So to be down to 10 men was virgin on suicide, and it killed any chance of a fluky 1-0 win, which is, you know, it was always, always a possibility. With When we had Rashford and Martial still out in the park, I thought, you know, we, we, as you said, had the beating of their fullbacks. Rashford running at their defence did look dangerous with the scraps that he got. You thought maybe with a bit of luck we might have gone on the end of something. Soon as blaney has gone, forget it. We're just going to cling for dear life and luckily got away with a nil-nil. Well, we take a point uh, on Thursday night, an away point, which normally would be, you know, acceptable in some circumstances. Whether it's enough or not for that top four... It is still up for debate. I think in hindsight of where we were within terms of resources and injuries, and it hates me to use those as excuses, being the richest club in the world, um, you know, we go into the weekend on Sunday thinking, okay, we've got a point. City haven't gained on us. We can still get this fourth place. But it was even more stupid of Flaney to do what he did, which provide, which took away a body from us on Sunday against Swansea. And that, let's be yeah. honest, was a complete disaster. Oh, it completely was. I mean, I'm afraid when you sort of hemorrhage points like that again at home, you do have to say to yourself after a while, even as loyal Manchester United fans, do you really deserve to be in the top four? There's had a number of times when the the door has been open to us to say, come into that top four. And yet again, we fluffed our lines. We didn't start particularly well. And we were lucky to get away with it early on. Well, we started terribly. Um, I mean, we started yeah. appallingly. I mean, in the situation that we're in with the amount of games that we've got, it was critical for me that we started fast. Get 2-0 up, and then you can relax people, and you can take Rashford off after an hour. Yeah. You know, you get I, the I game under control. And I think maybe we're still, sometimes in those games, I think as United fans, we're almost still guilty of imagining a team that doesn't exist anymore, that it is that team that's going to run out all guns blazing, that it is going to put them to the sword, that it is going to be 2-0 up after 25 minutes. 
Well, we have frankly, started look, fasting games before the season. Well, we have started mm-hmm. fasting games before the season. Arsenal being one Swansea away, you get up yeah. early, and you make Leicester, and you make Leicester at home, and you make life easy for you. And it just seems to me, well, they had nothing left to give. If I'm going to be nice no. to them, I will say they looked absolutely spiced out to Kona Manchester phrase yeah. right now. And it is that. Also, yeah. <laughs> and also, topical that, reference there, Bobby. Topical yeah, reference it is. There, yeah, re- look it up, kids. Yeah. Uh, no, the um, I thought with is, is Mourinho. I wonder if the psychology, this reverse psychology, might be, not actually be working for United's players. He keeps on going on about how exhausted we must be as a team because it's inhuman the amount of games apparently having to play every month. That's the, the line he keeps on wheeling out presently. Is that getting into the United players' heads? Is that why they look so bloody lethargic? Well, I think if somebody tells you tired, you go, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm tired. Yeah. You go, if, and, and, if your boss goes, oh, you, or your mum, or your dad, or your girlfriend, or your wife, or your second wife, look at you and go, oh, you look tired. You go, yeah, yeah, I am tired. Yeah. Very rarely do you go, no, no, I'm not. I'm full of, yeah. full of loads of energy. Pass me a Red Bull. I'm fine. I've had like four and today. It, and that is Mourinho. I mean, he is because he's, he's good at it. That is him just bloody diverting attention away from other failings of the squad. But the players <laughs> believe they're do tired, think. don't they? Doesn't that, well, isn't that just I mean, a bad idea to tell them they're it's a bad tired? Idea, exactly. I think it, it's him playing some media games as well, I say, and trying to I think, divert attention from other areas of the team by focusing on the tiredness. But I just think some of these young players then just embrace that and say, well, that's where we're going to struggle. And I, I think that could cause us to come a cropper. I think we need to get out of that. I think the other things we, we, we I think the other things we took from Sunday was, you know, Rooney looked like he was hung over, pretty much, and he'd been out with Witherspoons <laughs> the night before, the way he played, and judging from the papers, maybe he was. I, and I was sad to read that nonsense story again, just to have a pop at him. But then he goes out and plays like that, and you go, really, mate? Come on. Yeah. Come on, you couldn't trap I a think... bag of cement, and he couldn't run more than 20 yards. No, uh, I think I think it games up there I mean and he might, I'm, I'm imagining that Wayne Rooney and his representatives are already preparing to leave I'm guessing at the end of the season I imagine that's what's happening true and but where is going to take him when he puts in performances like that and pay the no, wages I know, he's demanding I know, I know. I mean, they're talking about him going back to his hometown club of Everton well frankly right now would they would, he, would they really want him would he get into the starting line just say performance exactly Koeman's building a young vibrant side there with people like Calvert-Lewin yeah. and Tom Davis and are they really going to want an old man on a, on a pension uh, to come and play for them for three years I mean, I'm not I, so sure I mean no I'm not so sure I mean I, 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 he's been at, at times not recently he's been a fantastic player during periods of his career in Manchester United also a troublesome one and a divisive one and I don't want it to end we don't really want it to end badly. We don't want it. We want it. End. I want him to make a, a cameo appearance for the last score twenty the minutes. Score the winner in the Europa League final. We'll yeah. scored the third one. Let us win it and then bring him on. Right. Let's yeah. get two 0 up with ten minutes to go, and then let him score the third one, and then yeah. he can he can wave off in a shirt and stick it on a poster for years yeah. to come. I mean, Mourinho had a pop again at Luke Shaw when Shaw went off injured after ten minutes, and it looks I like Shaw. That, yeah. yeah, he was looked like he was testing him, but he better be better be serious. You know, if you are going to be yeah. in trouble, you better be in big trouble. If you, if you have yeah. robbed the shop, you better robbed Harrods and got us a nice plasma TV out of it rather than some <laughs> petty theft. It was that yeah. kind of angle and pop he was having at Luke Shaw. And it's been um, announced this evening that, um, depending on what time you're listening to this, that he is, Jose has said he's out for the season. Yeah, it's uh, a terrible season for sure. I mean, when you think how much optimism we had for, you know, when he first came to the club how fantastic fantastic he's looked at times for us and that dreadful dreadful injury uh, you know last, last season and then and then 
Mourinho turning on him, turning on him in public this time around. Again, a questionable strategy, which seems to work on some players, but not on all of them. He's just been a marked man, and it, you know, this almost seemed inevitable. That this was going to happen to him. I thought I'm just waiting for him to have a bad injury. It will just sum up what a luckless season the lad has had. And no, it's awful. And you do. After, I, mean, I certainly you know, don't wish him ill. I hope, I hope he can go on to have a good career, whether it's United or elsewhere. I think it does lead you to conclude if it's if it's if people are talking about it, he might he might not might not be ready for the beginning of next season. I hope that's just exaggerated. I do think though that we'll be in the market for a new left back come what may in the summer. Definitely, and I think that's one for future podcasts as we see how the season pans out about who that yeah, might be. Yeah. I mean, I was still buzzing off the excitement of Joshua. Klitschko all the way till Sunday lunchtime yeah. and then we're completely deflated by that point <laughs> no, uh, kind of like oh I was really enjoying week. Joshua Klitschko I was really that's the best thing I'd seen I was so excited and oh back to reality with a massive bump only mildly uh, made them up, felt a little bit better with City drawing but with City drawing and Liverpool winning in midweek top four gone it's not gone, but it's very, very difficult now. And look at the games we've got coming up. We've got these trips to um, North London, and is this you know to be? You know, is it worth very, chasing, you know, Robert? Is it worth chasing top four? Yeah, I don't know how we don't ch- chase it. I know Mourinho is now suggesting that um, he'll play, depending on what happens in Spain on Thursday. He, he could play a weakened side against Arsenal. I don't know, you know how true that is. I think we have to still chase the top four because, frankly, I mean. If, Everyone's talking about, you know, sometimes people slip into that word almost presuming United are going to win the Europa League. I mean, I think it's very much 50-50 whether we will, to be honest, at the moment, judging by the way the team has performed. Um, I, I think it's, I still think we've got it. It's a, it's a big task ahead for us there. So I don't, I don't think we can rely on that. I do think we just have to be firing all cylinders and chase for the uh, chase for the top four position as well. I think very difficult. Is this Manchester United side presently? capable of getting consecutive away wins at Arsenal and Tottenham I would say probably not sadly at the moment but that's what we've we've got to go for well we are going to discuss a little bit more about that about how much what's the best way to get into that top four what's the best way to get into that Champions League after these commercial messages Hello from the Geek Town Radio podcast, a show that gives you the latest TV, film and gaming news all from a UK perspective, plus the latest UK premiere dates and a ton of interviews from people such as Suits Lewis Lit, Rick Hoffman. It's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. To gaming royalty like Troy Baker and Nolan North. Would you really take a bullet from me? I will know. That's that's the acting. From behind the scenes people such as the directors of smash hit US comedy Veep. We love Geek Town. My kids wear your t-shirts. To screen legends. Such as Mr. George Decay. Star trekking across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk. Welcome back to the Manchester United Redcast with me, your host for this week, Chris Curley. And up in God's own country of Manchester is Robert Meakin. Robert, we're just talking about, um, before the break, about whether it's worth chasing the top four. And really, that's going to get decided tomorrow night away in Celta Vigo, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, exactly. I mean, say Mourinho suggesting it's going to affect then his selection 
for Sunday against Arsenal. So yeah, I suppose, I suppose in one way it might. But I, I still, as I say, I'm, I, I'm nervous about the idea of a switching off on the Premiership, even if it becomes, uh, you know, it looks a more uphill task. Because as I say, I don't think we can completely re- relying on a on a fi- on a Europa League final, even if we get to the final, on us getting to the Champions League next season is very Russian roulette. But I think that's what I think that's why tonight, tomorrow night, Thursday night, or whatever time you listen to it, and if you've not listened to it after Thursday night, we might look very stupid in the next three minutes yeah, about yeah. what we're about to say. Um, let's but let's go for it that we're looking like we're going to say all the right things and predict what's going to happen and look mm. very cool. And you should regret not putting a bet on. I, I think tomorrow night really is the crux of whether you chase top four or not. I mean, the crucial thing tomorrow night is always an away goal away from home. And I hope yeah. that he can play a side that can get that away goal. Um, it looks like Pogba's back. He's back fit. Yep. yep. I.e. looks like he's recovered from that knock he took on Sunday, which is fantastic news because that guy's a monster, an absolute monster. And then Jones and Smalling returned to training today and look like they've made themselves available. So suddenly we're looking like weak de- defensive re- resources, losing Luke Shaw as well on Sunday. We seem to be yeah. a little bit healthier. Yeah. And matter, I believe as well. Matters, you know, has been coming back as well, which is, which could be good news because they've, and again, as an alternative for that 10 position behind the forward, sometimes matters at a decent run of goals at times this season. So I think each, we should also be encouraged by him well, let's not forget, it's a semi-final of a European competition and experience is going to be important in those situations. Yeah. Mata has played at that level before. You know, he yeah. gets crucial goals. I wouldn't be surprised if he started with him tomorrow night. No, I, th- I think that would that would make a lot of sense. Um, and particularly as he's gone a bit cool, Mourinho, on Mkhitaryan recently as well. Maybe that makes it, you know, makes that more of a possibility. We'll see. Although Mkhitaryan, of course, has a good reputation in Europa League games. He's well, he only scores on a Thursday night. He likes well, scoring on a Thursday night. I'm not going to knock that. I know. I so desperately want him to come good. What would be your side tomorrow night, Robert? How would you approach it? Well, I mean, it's, I mean, on the, the defensive front, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going on the basis that Bailly is going to is going to be fit. You know, trying going to be optimistic. But then, who goes alongside him? And it's whether whether we think we just stick we stick with him and Blint because Joe is it too much of a risk to have um, Jones and Swan? Are they really match fit? But I would probably still go with those two at the back. Obviously, Valencia is a is a no brainer at right back. I'd say left. I think Ashley Young and his game intelligence. Look, I've never been a crazy fan of Ashley Young ever since he's been at Manchester United. But I have to eat my words and say that he tactically he's proved himself. And you know, Mourinho is obviously confident. Well, let's, talk, let's talk about that defence. Obviously, we'll have De Gea in goal. He's been playing Romero, yeah. but it's a big game. It's in Spain. De Gea, De Gea plays, be a goal. plays full yeah. stop. Right so back, I've Valencia. Bailly. Bailly and Blin started off the season at centre-half. I agree with you. That's a combination I wouldn't necessarily break up. They've got small, diminutive forwards in Aspas, who's done very well for them this season. He was an absolute yeah. flop at Liverpool. Got himself into the Spanish squad. Scored against England earlier on in the season at Wembley when he came on as sub. He scored a lot of goals for Celta Vigo. He's going to be a bit of a goal threat. A, a yeah. nippy fella could cause Blin some problems. But what I like about Blind at centre-half is that He's a good organiser. He does push him around a bit. He does get up the pitch. And his passing and distribution is great from that position. And I think that's going to be key uh, of keeping the ball 
in the right situations through to midfield and making them yeah. chase it. I worry Jones and Smalling. Sometimes they treat that like it's a it's a hot copy, hot piece of coal. Um, yeah, and it just it's just not being matched fit enough. You just think bringing them, dropping them in cold to a game like that. I wonder if we'd pay the price. And I think uh, Darmian will end up being left back because it's away from home and he likes him as a defence. You know, he won't go past the halfway line, but I think he'll want no. that in a, in an away leg. And you know, Darmian came on at centre half, and I thought looked really well. He's combative. He's strong. He did well, didn't he? He did well. Cause, yeah, because our heart sank when that happened. He's got because we've got no proper centre backs. No, he did okay. And then you're guessing. I mean, midfield-wise, obviously, if Pogba is back, Herrera will be in there. Yeah. And then it's question. And Michael Carrick, I, my only concern is again because he's like he's like, it's like a luxury item that you should, you should use him sparingly. But I think for a game as big as this, I, I think I, I I think he has to be in there. Sure. Yeah, I think so. And I think I just think with experience, if he, I mean, my worry yeah, is he, play, he played a now. lot. He played a lot on Sunday, yeah. and it's quite cl- Sunday to Thursday again for someone who's thirty-six. is tricky. Yeah. Um, I would go Pogba, Herrera, Carrick in, in as a three yeah. in midfield. Rashford up front as number nine. Yeah. And then you've got some choices in the wide positions because if you are going to sit back and break, you do want, you know, a bit of pace. And is that matter? I would be tempted to start with matter for an hour to be solid yeah. on the right side. And then on, yeah, on, on, on the left, I'd probably go with Martial, to be honest. Or that be? I have to say, I agree with that. I mean, I wonder. As I say, I wonder whether sort of Ashley Young further back has a role in the game on the left hand side, but obviously more as a left wing back. But I think I expect Martial. I think he'll give Martial another go on the left wing, and then he's got Mkhitaryan and Fellaini on the bench to change it. Yeah. If if we need a goal, and then the last half hour you can bring Fellaini. Lingard, of course, can always come up. Lingard. Yeah, I just think that away game for Lingard in Europe. I just. Watch him score one now. You're listening to this Friday morning. You think Chris Kelly's an mm. idiot, and he's because Lingard yeah, bring... scored two, and both worldies. Um, yeah, but I just yeah. worry about the Qatarian his... coming on with half an hour to go. Sounds like a good option, though, doesn't it? it well, yeah, I think you know it's, it is an option. And Fellaini can go either way. You can either lump it up to him as a target man if it's going badly, yeah. or you can, he can bring on to to kind of keep give it away tight. a penalty in the 89th minute, or yeah. give away a penalty and curse him and make next Thursday interesting. And I think that's the yeah. key thing, really, about how we go forward. Jose said um, today that really, depending on how it goes tomorrow tomorrow night, it'll de- it's more likely that he'll rest a few players for Arsenal at the Emirates on Sunday. Yeah. He's only got such limited resources. I mean, he could do something really insulting. You say, just put in all the kids. I doubt he's going to do that. He hasn't got the luxury of, you know, he can only rest so many, can't he? Just look at the, how depleted the squad is. I mean, yeah. yeah. But it might fact, be he'd rest Pogba, he'd rest Bailly, and he'd rest Rashford. Yeah, that's And I mean. probably that, play Romero, maybe. Maybe it's that spine yeah, he'd rest. and, and, and stay and put Martial as the out-and-out striker or yeah. something like that. Young comes you know, back that, in that, at left-back. Smalling Jones yeah. can play. I mean, Arsenal's season's sense. really over, I think. Apart, oh, no, they've got the cup final. But as far as top four goes, I can't... I think they're out of it, aren't they? Yeah, and also, I was thinking about this earlier because I thought, well, Arsenal would, would, you know, would obviously love nothing more to you know, pretty much end Manchester United's chances of finishing in the, in the top four. So well, I thought, no, actually, would they really care? That, the, the morale of that team currently, I'm not, I'm, I, they are clearly four. Well, I think that's the balance of the play because that's a game you'd think we could win with the form that they're in. Yeah. And, Ve- and if- you think Jose wants to throw any, any, any sympathy towards Arsene Wenger? I don't think so. I think Jose no. wants to put the final nail in the Wenger coffin. 
gaps. Absolutely. So you say I could see I could see you know, some you know some obvious candidates being rested, but I also think you'll you'll see a, a very familiar side. I mean, I, I think even if it's at sort of what we consider eighty percent top strength with a few. You know, a couple of wild cards chucked in there. That would that would be my guess. I think you know it's all about tomorrow night, really, away in Celta Vigo on BT Sport. Uh, I think it's uh, eight, is it an eight o'clock kickoff? I think it's eight, isn't it tomorrow? Oh well, normally, get, normally, normally, you're. If you're listening to this, don't rely on us saying it was eight o'clock. Get there on the front of the telly because they live. Two. people live in different parts of the world anyway. I just don't want to be responsible. <laughs> Eight o'clock GMT is not necessarily the time yeah. we're saying. We're saying it might. We're both yeah. going to get there at quarter to eight. We're not sure. So sometime tomorrow night they will play. Yeah, for, just just sure. just get in front of your radio, your internet, your face tube, or whatever. Um, at, they at will appear because um, they'll be there. But get there like fifteen minutes before whatever eight o'clock is, <laughs> wherever you are. Um, there's one other thing before we talk about. We usually end on predictions, and we'll we'll, we'll do that for Celta Vigo and Arsenal in a moment. I know you can't wait for that bit, you, that, our lonely viewer, listener, rather. Um, worryingly, there's a rumour, right, that if if the Havid De Gea goes back to Madrid and he said, I'm not going to chase it, I'm not going to ask for it, and United have said, you've got to give us a world record fee for a goalkeeper. But rumours are Jose's first joy- choice, and it's been reported by a couple of Jose favourite journalists on social media this week, that Joe Hart is top of the list. What's that about? Yeah, exactly. I exactly, it's that reaction that warrants it. He's a long-term fan of hearts. But Joe Chocolate Wrists Heart. I know, I know. The head, head and shoulders heart. Joe Beaker from Sesame Street Heart. Joe yeah. Blue Nose Heart is mm. is worthy of stepping into David De Gea's boots, gloves. Sure. No. That's, we've got it. That can't. We've got to like phone up the club and tell them that's wrong. That's good. That's yeah. That just because you might be available and you might want to. Who wants a city we might reject? Be we can't have a city reject yeah. at, no, in no, goal I, at Old Trafford. Please. That's I hope it's wrong. a. I hope it's a phantom. I hope, I hope it's a phantom rumor. But as you say, it's come from normally reliable. Sources. I know, I know, that's so that the worry. Makes it, yeah, because I know worried. Rich had to get linked with everyone, but this, this, this has the, the whiff of a bit of truth about it. Well, he's and been terrible in Torino. to get back to England. Yeah. Yeah, he has been good in Torino. All right, there's no defence, and they've got that bloke Belotti we're meant to be looking at um, on a ridiculous buyout clause who, who we're asked mm-hmm. to be kept informed of. But Joe Hart is not good enough for Manchester United. And having no, said that, I mean, who do you think is? If we have to think the unthinkable... The, I, I, Take the Bayern Munich goalkeeper. Do you think he's available? Neuer might not be. Let's be realistic. Neuer and Buffon, they're not around, right? <laughs> that's but that's the level you've got to be looking at. That's the Hayes better than them, I think. I think yeah, exactly. the is the best goalkeeper in the world. So who are you going to get to replace him? I, there's lots of talk of Kasper Schmeichel, and I just fear that if he wasn't that's called very Schmeichel, romantic, isn't it? It is, but that's why you see. I think if he wasn't called Schmeichel, you wouldn't be looking at the Leicester City goalkeeper. Granted, there's a lot to like about him. He makes important saves at important moments. He's an organiser. He's won the league, so he's got experience of uh, of winning trophies. But I, yeah, I just yeah. don't think, you know, if he wasn't called Schmeichel, you wouldn't be thinking of him. No, you wouldn't. And we do have to be. I mean, if if, if the, the the bad news turns out to be true, and he did, hey, it really does go. Manchester United, you know, historically have been pretty lousy in between their great goalkeepers. You, you'd say that obviously De Gea. Terrible yeah, goalkeepers. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, but the... we've had De Gea, Schmeichel, 
Van der Gaal. They're all great. We had three. There's awful ones in between. We've had three decent ones in 30 years. Chris Turner, Jim Layton, Massimo Taibbi, Mark Bosnich, Fabian Bartes, Jokers, yeah. a lot of them. All, yeah. all ready for yeah. a bloopers DVD. Let's be honest. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. So Actually, we, we should go on to that. Risk, go- risk going down that road again. Actually, it'd be, it'd be a good, it would be a good DVD, that, of some of the Manchester United goalkeepers we've signed over the years. There's oh, been some, I, I mean, the, the, Ita- the Italian guy who turned up, I remember, was... He got man uh, of the match in his first Anfield. game at Anfield. He was brilliant. Yeah. And then he, <laughs> yeah. then he decided he was, his gloves were sponsored by Lurpak. With that yeah. Matt Letizia goal, it was a shocking state of affairs. Um, uh, yeah. For me, if the if if we have to get if the Gea does go back, my first choice is the Atletico Madrid goalkeeper Oblak. I think he's great. Oh yeah, he's yeah. But it's going to be tough getting two players out of Atletico if we want Griezmann. No, as exactly. Well. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think it'd be a tough bit of business. I don't. I don't think you'd get dragged two out of the same Madrid club, to be honest. And then the Manchild Donnarumma at AC Milan, who has the same agent as Pogba and Zlatan, by the way. Mm. Um, he's impressed mm. me when I've seen bits of him on, on, on Serie A football he's got a real presence about him but he's a kid he's 19 and we'd have to go through all those teething problems that we went through with De Gea I mean it was worth it yeah. in the end but it's whether we can afford to do that in the in the coming uh, weeks and months and that's really going to be decided about how tomorrow night goes so with that in mind Robert what's your prediction for tomorrow night? Well, actually I, unfortunately I think we'll concede just because I mean they've got a strike on form in it, but I think I, I I'm I am going to say that we win two one. I'm not as confident as you tomorrow night because uh, I think there's a bit of fatigue going on. So I'm going to say it's going to be a one one draw. <laughs> not that word again. One all and one all. One all. That, gives, one, make, that leaves us it all to do then the following week, of course. Yeah, one all's our, our scoreline of the season. But it's the away goal. It's the away goal that matters. Then you just got to win the game yeah, at Old Trafford yeah. under lights, and I'd fancy us to do that against anyone. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Arsenal away, a lovely trip to the Emirates on Sunday afternoon. Um, you know, that might be their I last... See a, I see a draw there, to be honest. See, I think it's just too hard to predict with not knowing yeah. what happens they're, tomorrow. They're, they're, but we've got two... Yeah, exactly. It, it, it could be... It, the game takes on a very different dimension, as you say, depending on what position Manchester United are in by then. And Manchester United-Arsenal games are genuinely really difficult to predict these days. I mean, a decade-plus ago... You always knew you were in for real tight, high-end high skill, but really brutal match physically. Uh, the games the games in recent times, sometimes one can just ride roughshod over the other quite easily, and you never quite see it coming beforehand. They're very difficult to predict. Uh, well, you know what? Let's not predict Sunday, because I think it's... I think I don't want to be like... No, you, people use it as a stick against us that our predictions are inaccurate. Because frankly, <laughs> it might have been quite good when I've been on here. I, I've, yeah, I've been be writing fair, down. You're holding up. You're I'm holding up. Yeah. I I haven't put any money on it though. This is what I regret. I haven't put my money where my mouth is. I will remind Eddie next time we see him that I did predict Arsenal not to make the top four back in August. I think we should find that clip and play it back to him because yeah. he he chastised me so much about that prospect. Maybe he'll be back. Maybe he's still um, working out what his Doctor Who costume is going to be. I see him <laughs> in a nice flowery cravat myself. But um, we'll hopefully have news on that next time on Man United Redcast. Uh, Robert, always a pleasure. Thank you for joining us this week. Cheers. Uh, Thank you for listening wherever you are in the world. And one last thing. Come on, you Reds. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Sports Social Podcast Network.